0: Remember the movie Groundhog Day when you wake up and repeat everything you did the day before? Well, kind of like that on today's program makes me think of, two grace, grace, <laughs> God's grace. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. I'm talking to Dr. Matt Shackelford and Ellen Olford from Central Church. We were in the studio a week ago trying to do a show and technical glitch thanks to Byron Tyler, but you guys are awesome to come back and let's do this again, right?
1: Hey, and Brother, it's great to be here. Byron, thanks for having us.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Ellen, good to see you as always.
2: It's great to be with you, Byron.
0: We're excited to talk about an outreach from Central Church, but before we jump into that, I want to talk with Matt a moment because new to the community, uh, he and his wife Ashley and their children moved here how many months ago now?
1: You know, we got here uh, in early January, and so... (laughs) Wow. We we actually were only in the church a couple months before COVID hit. <laughs> then the pandemic. Yeah, it's been an interesting transition. We we had about 8 weeks, literally 8 weeks until the pandemic hit. Then I was preaching to a camera, and it's been a wild, wild ride. But God has been so faithful, and, and we're, we've, we've seen so much of his goodness in this time.
0: Now, preaching to a camera is, is not new for you because you have done so in the past, sure. I believe, right? Sure. And, so, and there is a dynamic there, right?
1: There is. I mean, really, for God's preachers today, everyone's a little bit of a televangelist. I <laughs> never thought I'd be a televangelist, <laughs> but we're all on uh, TV now. We're all on the internet, and, and uh, that's sort of the new printing press of the age. You know, for Martin Luther. Whenever Luther was reaching out into his city, reaching out to the community, and his sermons would go far and wide, but uh, the printing press was the thing that carried them. Well, in our time, it's really social media. It's really the the camera, and it's uh, putting these sermons online, and a lot of people have been tuning in, and that's been a great joy to reach more people in that way.
0: That's exciting. I always refer to radio as like the electronic Seed spreader, God's oh, sure. would be the seed, shooting out the Word of God into the hearts of fertile ground, some maybe not so fertile, but maybe as it continues to uh, germinate and you know get the proper sunshine and water and continue to witness that that'll produce a crop of harvest for the kingdom.
1: You know, we never know where these sermons are going to go. I got a letter in the mail just the other day from someone who's spending time in a federal prison, and he wrote me and says, you know, on Sunday morning, I wake up and I listen to your program. And, you know, I'd love more material. I'd love your notes. And we listen in our jail cell every week. You just never mm-hmm. know yes. where God is going to carry his message of the gospel. And so that's why we preach the gospel every week. That's why we're so hungry to get this message out there. And we, we thank you guys for being a part of that. Oh,
0: we're thankful to partner with like-minded ministries, getting God's word into the people of God. And like we said, going into places that we might not expect, but sure. how it's touching lives, transforming For the gospel. Well, also, Matt, we want to mention that uh, you are the host, as you just alluded to the program "Moment of Truth" each Sunday morning, right here on Bot Radio Network at eight thirty a.m.
1: That's right. Ever since coming to Memphis Central, has been so gracious, and we've just had a great joy of partnering with Bot. It's our goal, really, to be a reaching church. We want to be a church that focuses on the gospel and the clear exposition of scripture. If anything is needed in days like this, we need timeless truth for truthless times. Yes. We need to be, uh, we need to be bringing the word of God to bear on the culture and not letting the culture press into the church, but we need to be faithfully opening the word of God, expositing the verses of scripture and And allowing really the Word to speak. And so that's uh, what we put a premium on at Central Church. The Bible is central. That's one of our core values. And so we're committed to Bible teaching. You can join us for services at 9 o'clock and and 11. We'd love for you to come and to hear God's Word every Sunday. Because
0: you're actually meeting in person, but on a safe basis. I mean, you're keeping social distance and you're wearing masks?
1: They are. uh, Things have changed just a little bit. We are requiring masks in our facilities. Uh, we have a 9 o'clock and an 11 service, and uh, we're still requiring masks. We believe that's what, uh, what the Lord has for us in this season. You know, we're having people starting to return. Actually, more last week came back because uh, we, we really feel like there's this longing just to gather together as the people of God. And look, we want to do that safely. Yes. We, we want to be very careful in the way we go about that. So if you find yourself in that, that high-risk category, we want to encourage you just to watch the sermon online, or or there's even some high-risk seating. You know, you can sit a good distance apart in our sanctuary. We have a large sanctuary, and we've removed a lot of chairs so that everyone is sort of spaced out. We can be safe as we hear yeah, the word I, That's
0: what I like about the space here at Central Ellen is because the, the seats are mobile. and Unlike some congregations where the seats are either pews or the seats are nailed down to the floor, you know, y'all have that flexibility, which makes it nice.
2: Yes, every seat, as every grouping, is six feet apart to seven feet apart. So families can sit together, a couple can sit together, but they are actually distanced by at least six to seven feet from everyone else. So it's very safe as you enter quickly into the building.
1: And then between services, we have uh, a group of just committed servants who will go Seat by seat, spray down every seat, and we clean the entire facility so that uh, so that we're ready to receive people and bless them and uh, do it in a safe way.
0: I think that's so important that we, you know, we emphasize that. A lot of people do want to come back. They want to be there in person, right, Ellen?
2: Oh, absolutely. But there's four ways to hear Pastor Matt Shackelford. One is live at 9 and 11 at Central Church, 2005 Winchester, right there in Carrierville. Also, you could hear him on our website, centralchurch.com slash live. You can hear him at 9-11, actually from our website, as well as Central Church on Facebook. So you could hear his sermon on all those opportunities uh, on Sunday. But of course, we would love for you to visit at 9-11 and, uh, and be there in person.
0: Well, Matt, of course, uh, you made the journey to Memphis, as you mentioned, just back in January, coming from Canal Winchester, Ohio. Of course, you were pastoring there uh, for about four years, I believe. That's right. One of the things I like to ask people, especially when they're new to an area, observations, things that stand out to you about the Memphis area, the community there in Collierville.
1: It's so strange because we've only been here for six months. And And you're locked in your house. You can't go anywhere. (laughs) And four of those months, we've been sort of locked away. And so um, we're so thankful to be here. We do love the community. I mean, um, we've kind of gotten sucked into even the fellowship of our leaders. And, you know, really in the providence of God, he's using this time to sort of uh, dig deep into the leader's of Central Church and and the elders and uh the other pastors, and we're sort of developing that inner brotherhood because there's just not a lot of community happening in COVID-19 season, but in God's providence, He's allowed us to really develop those internal relationships, also to sort of explore the city. Um, you know, for us, it really is great just being back in the South. You know, I mean I spent five years up north. I grew up in this area. And so my family is here. We can get to uh, my family's house in Oklahoma and Arkansas. My family is in Arkansas. And And you grew up in Shreveport. I did. I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, and that was most of my life. Uh, I'll tell you, it's just great to be back in this part of the country. We missed it. You know, our folks and are really glad to have all the, the kids and grandkids back. And so, now,
0: where's Ashley from, your wife?
1: Yeah, my wife is from Salem Springs, Arkansas. My wife is great. She's really the greatest gift of, of my life other than my salvation. The, the Lord mm-hmm. has just blessed me with a wonderful wife. In fact, last week when we were here, we were celebrating... That very night, 15 years of marriage. Wow, congratulations. And so, uh, it's just been a great treasure. We have three children.
0: Did she attend John Brown?
1: No, she didn't. She, uh, she got her, uh, business degree from Northeastern State University, Oklahoma.
0: And that's where you guys so, met, right?
1: That's right. We went to business school together before going to Dallas Seminary and Southern Seminary. And so that was, that was part of our trajectory. We met in business school. We both got business degrees. And <laughs> Ashley really helped get me through business school, if, if truth be <laughs> told. And so she's sort of the brains of the family.
0: Give us some backstory, too. You mentioned Shreveport, but sure. your family life. What yeah. kind of work did your dad do? What was your mom like? What was your favorite sure. dish around the table? Things to do in Shreveport yeah. growing up.
1: Yeah, hey, growing up in Shreveport, how can you resist uh, a good crawfish broil? Yeah, where they would literally broil an entire giant pot, just pour it out on a table and well, plates. What's a plate? You know what I mean? It's just, it's a great time. And uh, we all grew up in the church. You know, my family grew up in the church. My father was a deacon in the church. You know, I think about my father now. I'm I'm in my mid, late 30s. And I I look at my dad, and I just say, you know, he was just a faithful, faithful man. He was faithful to have his family in the church. I mean, we we lived at the church. We were there uh, Sunday morning for Sunday school, then main service, then Sunday evening, and Wednesday night, and we were doing RAs and all sorts of different things. You know, I I, I was so blessed by my father, and I look back on it now, and I have children of my own. My father was faithful to put my little ears before the gospel, and there was just a faithful pastor who just preached the gospel. Uh, What is the gospel? That's the most important question that, that we could even talk about on this show. What is the gospel? It's, it's the way that sinful man is made right with a holy God. You see, we've all broken God's law, and this was the message that I heard as a child over and over and over again. We've broken God's law. We've sinned. We've fallen short of the glory of God, and we break his law every single day, and we deserve the wrath of God. But God is so filled with love and mercy towards us. He did the unthinkable. He sent his one and only Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to live a perfect life, to die on the cross for our sins in our place, and to be resurrected from the dead so that if we would repent, if we would turn from our sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we would gain that gift of everlasting life. And my parents were just a faithful set of mom and dad bringing their kids before the gospel, putting our ears before the gospel. Sunday after Sunday, and one Sunday it clicked for me, I became a Christian just as a young boy. I looked back on it, and it was real, it was life-changing, and it still has effect today. You know, that's the message yeah. we preach at Central Church. The gospel is central. We will preach the death, the burial, or the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that whosoever would trust in Him, whosoever would believe in Him, you won't perish, but you'll have everlasting life in His name.
0: Matt, what's the darkest valley that you have had to encounter with your oh, family?
1: Sure. Yeah, that had to happen back in uh, 2013. My wife, Ashley, has a um, autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis. It was so bad. We were in and out of the hospital weeks and weeks and weeks in the hospital. In fact, it was so bad. One of the elders in our church, we were in Anaheim under Pastor Philip DeCourcy. We actually had to pull out of ministry for a time, just a, a month or two, and just kind of focus on our family because Ashley was in such a bad place. We did not know if she was going to make it. I remember going to the doctor and saying, you know, what's the, what's the worst-case scenario? And they said, you need to prepare for cancer. You need to prepare for the worst. I said, how bad is it? And they said, a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. It's that bad. So I remember sitting in the hospital room. You know how you when you visit a hospital, if you've ever spent much time in a hospital, those smells bring back memories. Yeah. Every time I do a visitation now, I, I can smell that smell of the time where we just spent those weeks in the hospital. And I remember just crying out to the Lord, saying, Lord, what, what are you doing? Here, here we are. We're in the midst of ministry. We're serving you. We're serving your church, giving our life to the ministry. And we're not supposed to be in a hospital. I'm not supposed to be here watching my wife perish. That's not my plan. All right. That no. wasn't what we set out to do. And it was as if in that moment, the Lord spoke through one of his choice servants. He spoke through my friend, Philip DeCourcy. He came in and, and he gave those words of Corey Ten Boom. And he said, you know, Matt, this is a time in your life where you need to not wrestle, just nestle. Don't wrestle with questions of why and what if and why is this happening, but just nestle in the goodness of who God is. That was a great moment. In, in that moment, Ashley and I, we were reading Psalms like Psalm 46, that God's a refuge in trouble. And, and I remember one night we were in that hospital bed just laying there reading the Psalms together. We were praying and we held out our hands and we said, Lord, whatever it is that you put in these hands... Whatever it is, we want to receive it, and we want to trust you for our future. I just want to say, maybe even to those listeners who might be listening in right now, maybe you're in a very similar place. Maybe God has you right now in a place that's incredibly uncomfortable. God never promised us. God never promised that we'd have easy days. But he did promise that he would be with us in trouble. And that's what Psalm 91 says. That's what Psalm 46 says, is that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge, my fortress, my God, whom I will trust. Surely you will deliver me. And God goes on to say, I will be with him in trouble. And that's what we discovered in that time. It's that he doesn't always take us out of the trouble, but he does promise to be with us in trouble. You know, even this past Sunday, I told our congregation, I said, you know... It's not that God removes us from trouble, but he carries us through trouble. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they had to go through the fiery furnace. They weren't delivered out of it. They had to go through it. That's the case for us so often in the Christian life. Oh, my.
0: Ellen, when Matt is sharing here his valley, I was just thinking about a word that the late Elizabeth Elliott said, God's will is more different than you ever imagined. It's more difficult than you ever imagined. And it's more glorious than you ever imagined.
2: Absolutely. And what a powerful quote there from Elizabeth Elliott. Women of great faith Mm -hmm. and women of great power as they trusted in the Lord. And it's a beautiful story that Matt has shared about Ashley and And they certainly model that as the pastor and first lady of our church. Byron, as we have prayed for them to be here these past three and a half years, praying for them. It is so exciting to serve the Lord under this great senior pastor of ours, and it's so exciting to have him here in Memphis serving Christ here.
0: Okay, Matt, if you were to write a book based on lessons that God has taught you over the past six months— what would that title be?
1: Yeah, it would, it would have to be something along the lines of the folly of practical atheism, right? I mean, like, like, like obviously, we're not atheists, okay? Obviously, we're <laughs> believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. But, but actually, there are those moments in life where we can practically live that way. We can almost say with defiance, my will be done. I've got my plans. I know what I'm doing tomorrow and the next day and the next month. And here's the plan, one, two, three, and we have it all lined out. And really, that's practical atheism. And and so I I really think, you know, this season of life has been so good for me. It's been good for me just to sort of uh, release the plans for Central Church unto the Lord and say, Lord, not my will be done, your will be done. I'm going to hold my plans very lightly, and I'm going to trust that you are sovereign, you are wise, you are good. You love your church more than I do. Yes. So I can trust you for its future.
0: And the fact that God has plans. That's right. And Amen. has plans for all of us. Going back to Martin Luther, I remember a story. He would deal with bouts of depression. Oh, sure. And there was one time he had gotten just really depressed. His wife came in, and she went and put a black dress on, a mourner's dress. He turned and said to his wife, who's died? And she said, well, haven't you heard, Martin? God's dead. Right. And he said, that's blasphemous. She said, then why are you living like that?
1: It brings up a great thought. In changing times, we have to go back to the truth that we have an unchanging God, that our God never changes. His design for history has not changed. There's not one molecule in all creation that's, that's out of place. I, love what, I think it was R.C. Sproul who said that. There's not one renegade molecule right. in all creation. <laughs> that's beautiful. Isn't that great? That's beautiful. Changing times. We have an unchanging God.
0: And that brings us into the conversation about being used to reach out to people during this time. How can you meet the challenge and the ways things change? Central has a, a long history of community outreach. One, it's been doing for the past 14 years. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ellen. The backpack outreach ministry is you partner with the ministry of New Direction Christian Church, and you're getting ready to do it again.
2: Absolutely. You know, Baron. Central does love reaching people for Christ, reaching people with the gospel and reaching people as we share the gospel with his love. How can we show um, our church how to love better? How can we love our community better there in Carville? How can we love the city of Memphis better? So we love partnering with New Direction in Carville as we give away filled with school supplies, backpacks that are filled with school supplies to meet the needs of needy children and families in our community. And we partner with this great African-American church and side by side, we've gotten to know them. We've built friendships and we serve out together. The gospel is shared as well as the school supplies that they need. And it has been a tremendous blessing. We have gathered together at the end and had great prayer time and and sang together, Lord, make us one, Lord, make us one. Holy Spirit, make us one. May our love flow that the world will know that we are one in you. And so it's a reminder of what to live out our faith and to reach the community, but to love the community so that they might come to know Christ.
0: Well, you mentioned the New Direction Christian Church, Collierville location, which is at one hundred and fourteen Highway seventy two in Collierville. Pastor Shemichael Hallman is their campus pastor. You guys are going to be doing a drive through backpack giveaway in light of the pandemic and everybody being safe. Been a lot of drive throughs. People are taking advantage of. My son, the other day, saw there was a church having a. Pick up vegetables and fruits.
1: You know, the thing about this one is it's one more opportunity to get the gospel out. One of the things you'll see in the ministry at Central Church is that everything we do revolves around the gospel. Does the thing that we're engaged in allow us to have a voice to get the gospel out? And every backpack is not only going to have school supplies, it's going to have gospel tracts inside of it. And what we really hope that that really we can be a blessing in some practical ways to our city because we want to love our city. We want our city to experience the aroma of Jesus Christ, where where people might say we, we don't we don't really believe what they believe, but we sure wish there were a lot more of them. That's the kind of response we want from right. our city, yeah. that we're so overflowing with the love of Christ mm-hmm. and the gospel message that that really our love shows the gospel and is a testament to that.
0: August twelfth from six to eight p.m. Again, the New Direction Christian Church, Collierville Campus, one fourteen U.S. seventy two Highway. Ellen, what folks just drive their cars between six and eight and receive a backpack is that right
2: Absolutely there we've got carnival police we've got uh, other volunteers helping line people up for the first time there'll be it's a it's a drive through usually it's just an open event and it's a drive through and they'll receive that and be prayed for everyone will be prayed for as they receive uh, those backpacks and we just want to love well and share the love of Christ with these folks who come
0: And this isn't just limited to Central Church Fellowship. Anybody listening to our program today, if you would like to participate, and you can do so by buying a backpack, $30, I believe. Is that right, Ellen? Correct. And what does that include, the $30?
2: $30 includes two field backpacks. If you make a donation, centralchurch.com backslash backpacks, you can make a donation. You can find out more information. But come and serve. Come and love on everyone with us. Come and help us pass out bottles of water as people drive through and pick up these needs, these needy backpacks that are filled for them.
0: I want to go back to something we were talking about, the church being a witness, the church sharing the message of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the gospel's power to transform, to change lives. Do you think the voice of the church is less persuasive in gaining the attention of our culture today?
1: You know, God has ordained, God has planned before time that the message of the gospel would go forth in preaching. So I would say that the persuasion of the gospel is, is really according to the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit will use the message that God has desired to use, which is the preached word. That's really why I believe in preaching. Uh, God says how beautiful how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news god has god has ordained before time that the gospel would be delivered through the preached word the word in the in in the gospel accounts of a preacher is 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 the word caruso yeah. it's 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 the herald it's the 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 town crier of yeah. old yeah right it's this guy who would go out on behalf of the king and he would cry out and he would say hear ye hear ye hear ye and that's that's who that's who goes on behalf of the king well we as the people of God, we certainly have deeds like this backpack fundraiser, okay? That's going to give an aroma of the love of God, but that's only part of it. I mean, the main thing is that we would ultimately deliver the message that we have been sent on behalf of the King to deliver. And I think the, the, the faithfulness or the, the success of the message is dependent on the Holy Spirit taking the message of the announcer, and taking it and applying it to the hearts and the holy spirit has to move and that's why we have to do a couple things. We have to be faithful to preach, but we also have to be faithful to cry out to the holy spirit to take that message and do a work of revival. I mean that's what really what we're praying in our city. Yes. That these things that we're doing, these these acts of love and these these gospel witnesses that are going out through radio and through online We pray that the Holy Spirit would create revival once again in our city, and God has to do that work. The effort there is divine enablement and human endeavor. I remember
0: I had a professor in Bible college, Brother D, Paul Davis. You remember Brother D? Yes, I do. And uh, what a godly man. That's something that always stuck to me. We have a responsibility to preach the Word, share the Word. You know, live it out, love it out, too, in front of those we're around.
2: And that's where that verse goes, you know, by this all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. And so as the message of the gospel goes out and they see the love in our faces and in our eyes and in our hearts and in our hands, they go, the message he's preaching, I hear the gospel and I sense the love of Christ and I am drawn to Jesus.
0: Oh, that is beautiful. The recent decision that, you know, Shelby County Schools have made virtual classroom for the students that are returning In the fall semester, which is really just around the corner here due to the coronavirus, it seems to have created some new ministry opportunities. Central Church, are you preparing to address any of these needs that could arise as a result of kids staying at home, maybe some of the stress it's putting on their families?
1: Absolutely. One of the things we're we're considering right now is family support groups. We obviously offer counseling. You can come and you can get an appointment for counseling at any time. But we're also looking at different support groups and even some homeschool support groups, and we're looking at, at what we can do to really support the school system. You know, Byron, it's funny. Over the past three weeks, there's been, in Collierville, uh, a change of plans three or four times, and it's, it's, it's been kind of wild to watch it. Even two days ago, there was another change that, that I don't fully understand, but I think it's in the education of uh, elementary students. Is that right, Ellen?
2: Elementary schools, will be open five days a week in Carville now. Yeah. So the need for the backpacks are there. But again, there's others that are planning on homeschooling because of COVID, and we are praying through creative ways to meet the needs of those families.
0: Yeah, I think it's just unprecedented times for the church to step up. And I think if we look at different crises that have happened, plagues that have impacted world history, we see where the
1: church has stepped in. You know, it's an interesting thing. The church has to continue being the church, you know, Martin Luther was uh, such a believer in the sovereignty of God. He said once if he knew he was going to die tomorrow, what would he do? And he said, well, I'd, I'd probably plant a pear tree and I would, I would do this or that. <laughs> He's basically saying every day I want to be walking in God's will, even if it's something simple, even if it's mundane. That's really what we want to do. We want to live, do the best of things in the worst of times. We want to walk in God's will. And we're really praying that God would give us insight on how to meet the needs of Of our city. We don't know what that looks like yet. We have friends on the school board. We have friends that we're talking to in Collierville. And we believe that's why the church is here, that we ought to be meeting needs. And very practical needs. And hopefully the Lord will present that to us. And we're walking through that discovery process now.
0: Well, listening friends, some very practical needs you can help meet if you would like to participate in this backpack drive through outreach coming up again on August 12th, 68 p.m. Supplies that are needed. And there's a list.
1: You can go to the website, which is? Centralchurch.com backslash backpack.
0: Okay, go there. There's a complete list of all of the school supplies that you could pick up and drop off at the church. Those items will be put in these backpacks. If you just want to make it easy, some folks would like to spend the $30, right, Ellen? Purchase the two backpacks that are already packed. Your staff will put those together.
2: Yes, just $30 will fill two backpacks, absolutely.
0: If nothing else, pray for this event. Mm. Pray for our city during this time and this opportunity to show the love of Jesus, the gospel being shared very practically, again, on August 12th, 6 to 8 p.m., partnering with New Direction Christian Church in Collierville. The church location is 114 U.S. 72 Highway there in Cayerville. What about a number, Ellen, for a central church if somebody needed to call you guys had questions?
2: 901-255-8185 is a great number to call for general information about our outreach, 901 901- Two five five eight one
0: eight five. Wow, this has been great, guys. I just want to tell you, thank you once again for grace and mercy. <laughs> thanks for coming back and, and, and redoing this show with us. And I think it was better the second time. I really do.
1: <laughs> Byron, thanks for having us, brother. And we're thankful for your ministry to us. Thank you so much. Well,
0: friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Don't forget, you can hear Pastor Matt on the program Moment of Truth every Sunday morning, 830 a.m., right here on am six forty. Be sure and check out the website again, centralchurch.com backslash backpack. And you can learn more about this outreach ministry. We're going to say goodbye. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.